Get ready for an exhilarating journey with Chris, the extraordinary host of Coffee on the Couch, as he brings his magnetic interview style to our cherished collaboration with positive news for you. From riveting conversations with talented artists and visionary photographers to engaging dialogues with individuals bearing compelling life stories, Chris's unique approach infuses every episode with a captivating blend of warmth and positivity as an associate of positive muse for you. Coffee on the Couch is your passport to the uplifting realms of human experience. Tune in and join the celebration of diverse voices, inspiring narratives, and the unwavering spirit of optimism right here on Positive Muse for You. Today's guest is a fellow podcaster, as well as a genuinely honest individual. He keeps it real, even when it's not the easiest thing to do or say. He's had his fair share of humble pie in his life, but continues to press on and be the husband, father, and Christ follower that God has called him to be. Stay tuned as we dive deep into some hard topics. Coffee on the Couch will be starting in five, four, three, two, one, and we're live. Hold on to your seats, caffeine enthusiasts, because today's episode of Coffee on the Couch is about to transport you back in time with a burst of energy straight from the neon-lit 80s. Buckle up as we welcome a powerhouse of charisma, Jason George, the maestro behind the wildly dynamic podcast, The Grizz. Known for his high-octane discussions and their contagious enthusiasm, reminiscent of the raddest decade ever, Jason is not just a guest today, he bring, he's bringing a wave of excitement, a certified expert in the orchestrating, engaging conversations. Jason George is here to share his unique insights, stories, and entrepreneurial wisdom. Get ready for a caffeinated journey that blends the vibrant spirit of the 80s with the captivating tales of our pre- extraordinary guest. <laughs> so welcome jason hey thank you for having me chris yeah yeah it's uh it's a pleasure to have you on i i used to see your uh podcast from time to time and before i even had one and i was like oh that's pretty cool um and then i got one and i happened to have roy roy baldwin on my podcast and i saw him on mm-hmm. yours and so initially i got roy and then i was just thinking recently and i'm like huh I wonder if I could get George, uh, Jason George on. <laughs> and, yeah, lo and behold, here we are. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, Roy's a good friend, man. I'm thankful for him in my life. Mm. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's very dynamic in the regard of um, just, you know, the what he brings to the table. So, mm-hmm. um, I agree. And then, uh, yeah, so... I don't know if you remember this, but we actually met um, years ago at Monadnock when I was working there as a camp counselor. Oh, wow. You look familiar. (laughs) Yep. I was there, what was it, uh, summer of 2015. So. Okay. um, But, yeah. And you did the, you did, uh, I believe, the primary amount of, uh, like, sessions and it was some mm-hmm. some good stuff. Uh, I gotta say, cool so, man. But um, yeah, man, many a lot of good memories with Manadnock. Yeah, man. yeah. I I had only worked <laughs> there that summer, but it was it was really great. 
time to work there in the summer and the yeah, it was great. Um, yeah. But uh, that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's that's kind of how we like initially how I th- got exposed to you and how I kind of followed along you over the years. Um, but that's that's been pretty neat and uh i've listened to a few of your podcasts and they're i think i was telling you they're really kind of like they're very 80s centric (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is cool but um yeah yeah well thank you for listening man that's an honor you're welcome you're welcome um so (laughs) we'll we'll get right into the questions so yeah let's do it as the founder and president of narrow trail ministries You wear multiple hats, from family man to ministry leader. How does this holistic role influence the selection of topics and the overall tone of the Grizz podcast? And how do you navigate the balance between personal insights and broader ministry goals in your podcasting journey? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, When it comes to selecting topics for my podcast it varies Uh, oftentimes when i choose to talk about what i choose to talk about that'll come from what i'm currently working through in my own life or with the guys that i work with um, through one-on-one coaching and i also lead some small groups for guys who are in recovery trying to work through different issues usually addiction issues So that's where a lot of uh, the ideas come from, either something I'm working through in my own life or studying um, or something that the guys are dealing with. I'll come across something and I'm like, that'll really that would be good. I know that they would benefit from that. Sometimes they've asked me to talk about a certain topic. Uh, Sometimes I'm studying a passage of scripture Mm -hmm. and I just like to share what I'm learning from that. And then sometimes I look at current events in the world Mm. And I know it's on the minds of a lot of guys and I begin to study it and prepare content for that. But I will say, um, if it's not something that I'm interested in, that would help me in my own journey with Christ as a man, Mm -hmm. then I'm not going to talk about Mm -hmm. it. Uh, And a lot of guys, I think that are in the podcasting realm, they try to talk about just too many things that really they're not even interested in. So. I make sure that I'm interested in it and that I like this topic and then I go for it. <clears throat> well, that's good. Yeah. And that is, uh, that's a pretty pivotal point. I think so too. Um, the idea of talking about what actually gets you going, what you actually like, what is mm-hmm. beneficial. Um, because mm-hmm. if we're just out here and we're talking about Sally May and Johnny do, and it's like, yeah, so did you hear the latest gossip? <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. what does that really benefit? So, yeah. Um, but so, and that for me, that kind of adds another layer of like, you you must find enough value in what you saw with the podcast. So it's like, okay, I want to be on this. I want to like add value. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's so right. That's uh, that's that's a big, you know, thank you too. So. <laughs> Um, Mm. but, uh, yeah, yeah. So in the reviews, there's a reoccurring theme of your podcast, addressing real and raw topics with biblical truth. 
Could you share an example of a specific episode where you brought a challenging issue into the light and provided practical tools for your audience? Yeah, uh, many of the issues I deal with are challenging issues. Um, there's not just one. I often speak on sexual temptation, pornography, addiction, because the majority of Christian men uh, struggle with that. Mm -hmm. I've spoken on male depression. I've spoken on my failures as a husband, as a father. I've spoken on uh, my battle with Lyme disease mm -hmm. and how I deal with pain and suffering. Um, there's times I've spoken on school shootings, abortion, even recently the terrorist attacks upon Israel. Uh, and then I'll interview various people at times who bring helpful insight and encouragement who can equip us to be better men uh, but I keep, I always try to keep everything grounded in scripture mm -hmm. and real gospel centered. So even if it's a uh, topic about current events, somehow, some way, I want to take it right back to the scriptures and get insight and guidance from that. Mm. Yeah, that's, uh, those are good <clears throat> points. And with the, uh, with the prospect, or, or I shouldn't say prospect, but with the concept of, um, uh, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, that's a big one. Like that's, I would say that's every man's problem to some mm -hmm. degree or another. And, um, yep. yeah, that's, Oh, that's a, that's a big one. I know, uh, I I've been in circles like, uh, discussion circles where everyone, like you mentioned the, the big question, what is everyone struggling with? And they're all like, um, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, well, I don't pray enough or I don't read enough. And <laughs> I was like, come on guys. Yeah. Like, uh, one of the ones I was in, I was like, well, you know, I, I deal with, uh, you know, lustful thoughts and all that. And the guy's like, oh, well, thank you for your honesty. Yup. Uh, right. But <laughs> yeah, we need more of that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of guys, it's the big elephant in the room and the, the statistics show that close to 70% of Christian men that are in that room, mm -hmm. whether it's a church service, a men's prayer breakfast, they've looked at porn within the last month. Mm -hmm. And so we may as well start talking about it. You don't have to even say, Hey, raise a hand who deals with right. it because they're probably embarrassed. They may not want to be honest, mm -hmm. but you just need to assume they are dealing with it. Go ahead and start talking about mm -hmm. it. I've only had, in seven years of podcasting, I've only had one guy push back and say, man, you sure do talk about that a lot. I'd like to see you talk about more other yeah. stuff. And I'm like, hey, I'll, I'll take that criticism and I'll work on talking about other stuff. But I just know how relevant that subject mm -hmm. is and how much there's a need for guys to hear uh, truth about it and to hear encouragement and to keep sometimes saying the same things like, well, Jason, you've talked about that before. Well, I'm going to keep saying it because we need yep. it because it's not going yeah, away. No. You could be doing good. You could be doing good for a couple of weeks. And then you're like, man, <clears throat> I saw something or something triggered me. The battle is still there. It doesn't go away until the day we yep. die and go to heaven. Yeah. It's, and it's a very pervasive thing too. I mean, and it, it innocuously gets into things as well. So you could be, harmlessly scrolling through your Facebook feed or your Instagram feed. And all of a sudden you got That's some right. photo that pops up and I've heard it said, I think it was, it may have actually been you 
and said, it's not the first look that gets you. It's actually the second and third look that really gets you. So that's right. Like I, Martin Luther, one of the great saints of the past, uh, he had an illustration where he said, uh, the birds of lust are going to always be flying around. Mm -hmm. Like if you can imagine birds flying around your head, uh, there's nothing we can really, we could try to reduce that. We can set up things to separate, prevent, put blockers, but they're there, uh, even in our thoughts, but it's, are we going to let them nest? And that's where we cross the line. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, James talks about that, that lust begins with a desire, mm -hmm. but it's when you act on that desire, like I'm going to go further with it. So yeah, I'm always talking about that issue um, because it's real to me. I know what it's like. Um, I have fallen uh, with lust more times than I can count. Mm -hmm. And uh, thankfully, by God's grace, I've made a lot of progress. But I have to keep a lot of protective measures in my life mm -hmm. uh, so that I don't go back to a life of sin. For sure. And I mean, I think it, as men of God, it's one of those we may fall, but no matter how many times we fall, we have to get back up. So that's right. So, that's what I care about. Fight the yep, fight. Yeah. So that is, and I think that's important. And, um, actually I'm curious, uh, on a personal level, I'm not super familiar with Lyme's disease. Um, do you, do you care to like maybe share a quick little bit about that? Like how, uh, how that affects the yeah, day to day? Sure. Yeah. Um, Lyme disease uh, is a tick-borne illness. That's how it's typically transmitted. Some other insects can transmit it, but with what they're transmitting, they don't just transmit Lyme. There's a couple other uh, things that they gave me. One is called Babesia. Another one's called Bartonella. Mm -hmm. And I had been getting sick. My health was declining for a lot of years. I was noticing it, kept getting checked by the doctor. They couldn't find anything. Mm -hmm. And finally, uh, I was speaking at Monadnock, and it was a college girl named Megan that was hearing me talk about my struggles. And she said, you should get tested for Lyme disease. Mm -hmm. And uh, she said, if you had a tick bite, I said, I've had tick bites all throughout my life, <laughs> but I never saw a bullseye. Right. And she said, well, the bullseye only happens for some people. And so I went and got tested in 2017. And I was like, excited that it was positive. I was like, wow, we know what it is. Awesome. Let's fix it. And I didn't realize that because we caught it late, there isn't a, oh, okay, let's fix it real quick with a month of antibiotics. Mm -hmm. um, I've been <clears throat> going through treatment now since 2017, and uh, it's, been, it's been difficult. There's been progress. Uh, it's up and down. Um, yesterday was a really hard day for me because I'm going through so, a new round of antibiotic treatment. Mm -hmm. And so what it does is it'll kill the bad junk inside of you, but when it kills it, you're full of toxins and uh, you have to detox and get those out of you. Uh -huh. So you just feel really bad. I deal with chronic migraines, joint pain, brain fog. Um, there's some memory loss because it's affected my brain. Uh -huh. And then um, just major fatigue. I'll feel flu-like, but I don't have the flu. Uh -huh. So uh, I just don't have my energy levels. I have to be careful with exercise. If I exercise too intense, it causes a flare-up. So it's uh, it's been really humbling, uh, but I had to learn the hard way. You know, we're all going to deal with something, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's a disability, uh, a sickness, a disease, loss, uh, a financial crisis. Something's going to happen to all of us. Sure. 
And this is what God's chosen to allow for me to deal with. Mm. So I'm working through it. For sure. And I won't take too much more time on this topic, but I can relate to the um, having something that's with you for life. Because I don't have, per se, a disease, but I have a disorder. You know, uh, I got diagnosed in 2008 with bipolar type 1 disorder. And um, Mm. so, you know, I'm on... I'm on lifelong meds, basically. Um, yeah. Mm. So, and it's just one of those things I've had to navigate through and work through. And um, I can relate to having good days and bad days in the regard of some days I'm I'm just not myself. I don't have like mm. I, I'll just sit here and I'm like, uh, you know, and you think about all the bad stuff and you think about all the good stuff and you think about like you have like I have fragmented memories. So sometimes they pop up Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, is this an actual memory or was this a part of the delusional bipolar stuff? And so so I kind of think of it in the same regard where it's, it's almost like, you know, how Paul talks about how God gave him a a thorn in his side. Mm -hmm. And I, I kind of think of it like that, you know, okay, God, that's my thorn. So, yeah. That's a good way to think of it, buddy. Yeah. 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 So, um, so question three, how did your background and experiences such as being a husband, father of three and founder, president of narrow trial ministries shape the foundation and the mission of the Grizz podcast? Um, really, I feel like the Grizz podcast came out of, uh, me realizing that there's a man crisis in America and within the church and that men need help to be the men whom God is calling them to be myself included. We all need help. Husbands need help. Dads need help. Pastors need help. Um, and I had to learn that they don't need a guru. They don't need an expert. They need someone who is real, who is fighting the fight, who is making mistakes and learning from them along the way. And they also need to laugh. And so to make fun of myself and my mistakes and the things I've done, uh, they need to hear that. Uh, They need to have fun. They need humor. And I try to provide all of that as well in my podcast. Well, it definitely does deliver uh, a lot of those that I've noticed, like I, I was listening to one and it really drew me in with like the night Rider music and the kind of the, the yeah. little shtick. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's that's a neat way to kind of get things going. And like you did a little karaoke thing or whatever. And uh, mm-hmm. but it's, it's cool. Yeah, I'm always singing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got to do stuff that keeps us happy, keeps us upbeat. And, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, we just gotta, just gotta do what, uh, not per se do what makes us happy and like follow your happiness because I'm not, I don't prescribe to the follow your heart and it'll never fail you, you know, but right. you know, like things that make us happy, like genuinely happy. So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that's right. Um, so the podcast reviews highlight your unapologetic approach to addressing challenges men face in the modern world. How do you balance calling listeners to repentance with consistent emphasizing of God's grace and mercy? 
Yeah, that's a good question, man. Uh, first of all, I want to say that God is full of mercy, grace, and loving kindness, and I'm grateful for that. And I proclaim that, but he is also a God who demands that we repent. And what that means is to turn away from our sinful ways and to turn to him and his new way of doing life. Uh, that's not an easy thing to do. That's a process. Really, repentance is something we have to learn how to do, to walk in <laughs> obedience, to walk in holiness. So I try to help guys understand that repentance isn't just a command to obey, to please God. Men need to know that repentance and holiness is also what brings wholeness to our life. It brings health to our lives. It brings joy, peace. It brings strength. It brings confidence. It brings impact. And you see Jesus like when he deals with the woman who was caught in uh, adultery, but she had had several different guys in her life. John chapter eight, he gives her mercy, grace and loving kindness. <clears throat> he says to her, woman, where are your condemners or the guys that are trying to judge you? And she's like, you know, they've all left. And he said, neither do I condemn you. And he's the son of God. He is God and he is the uh, the judge. And he says, I don't condemn you. He gives her mercy, grace, loving kindness. But then he goes on and he says, uh, go and sin no more. Leave your life of sin. Leave your life of sexual sin. So he gives her mercy, grace, loving kindness. But then he gives her a command to repent. Turn away from that life. That life is destroying mm -hmm. you. And also the repentance is evidence that we are true believers in Christ. It shows that. It was a real deal faith, a faith that we proclaim to have that involves no type of repentance is not a real mm -hmm. faith. Uh, so I find that men need to often be biblically guided, encouraged, equipped, but also corrected and rebuked at times. But I'm always praying, God, help me to do it in the right mm -hmm. way. I never want to come across like looking down my nose at anybody. Um, I, I want to do it in the right way. And the, the scriptures tell spiritual leaders that when you do correct you're to do it in a spirit of gentleness and uh, I, I pray for that we will now take a short intermission while we hear about a coffee company we're an affiliate to ladies and gentlemen welcome back fellow coffee enthusiasts and those curious to discover the hidden truths of the coffee world today we're unraveling a well-kept secret Welcome to the world of Fight Coffee, where they're about to change the way you think about coffee roasts. Let me ask you something. When you think of a strong, bold cup of coffee, what roast comes to mind? Many of us immediately picture a dark roast, believing it to be the most robust and high-octane option out there. But what if I told you that there's a twist to this perception? In the world of coffee, it's a little-known fact that light roast coffee actually contains more caffeine inherently than in stark roast counterparts. Yes, you heard me right. Light roast coffee is where the caffeine action is, and Fight Coffee is here to prove it. Now, let's talk about one of their exceptional offerings, the Costa Rican light roast. This coffee is an absolute revelation boasting the brilliant, zesty lemon characteristics of a great Costa Rican coffee. 
but here's a twist. It's balanced with a fruity sweetness, thanks to the percentage of fruit allowed to dry on the bean. It's smooth, it's light, and it's a classic Costa Rican coffee with a flavor profile that will leave you astonished. This coffee challenges the common misconception that darker equals stronger. The truth is, the roast level doesn't determine caffeine content. It's the inherent characteristics of the beans. Light roast coffee lets the natural flavors shine, giving you a cup that's not just about caffeine, but about pure coffee essence. Fight Coffee invites you to experience this revelation for yourself. Brew a cup of their Costa Rican light roast, and you'll discover a world of zesty, fruity delight that's packed with energy, giving you the perfect start to your day. But Fight Coffee is about more than just great coffee. They're dedicated to making a difference. With every sip, you're supporting their mission to combat human trafficking, one of the most pressing global issues of our time. So head to their website and explore the hidden world of light roast coffee. It's more than just a flavor journey, it's a shift in perception. In the show notes, you'll find all the links and information you need to support Fight Coffee. And stay tuned, because we'll be partnering with Fight Coffee as part of our affiliate marketing collaboration. Until next time, keep brewing, keep sipping, and keep challenging your coffee beliefs. This is Chris with Coffee on the Couch, signing off. Enjoy your coffee, folks. Thanks for listening. If you found value in the mission of Fight Coffee, click the link, purchase some delicious coffee. And remember, use my affiliate code, COC. Thanks. Goodbye for now. We now return to our podcast with guest Jason George. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's a few things that I think of uh, listening to you talk about that. Um, one of them is the first part of that with Jesus and Mary. Um, a little before that, I believe it sets the stage where the crowd is there. They're basically, they're trying to catch Jesus in a catch-22, like, oh, wow, you know, what's he going to do now? And they say that, this thing to him, like, you know, trying to catch him in a lie about uh, her situation. And Jesus just uh, goes, okay, kneels down, draws in the sand, and, uh, you know, and then the rest of the story unfolds. But the thing I think of that is, he wasn't thrown off by it. He he knew, like he knew what the situation, mm-hmm. the situation was, but he wasn't thrown off by it. And the thing that makes me think about that in that regard is when we're sitting in our sin, when we're sitting in our mistakes <clears throat> or, or whatever, do we really think Jesus doesn't know what we did? Like, you know, oh, Lord, uh, uh, I... You know, it's like Adam and Eve in the garden. Adam, where are you? And he's like, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he knew what was going on. <laughs> That's so. right. That's good, buddy. <laughs> That's a good point. But, um, yeah, so it's, it's those things. And, um, and I think it is, uh, really important to just, uh, 
be be men of faith, be men of courage, be bold, and most importantly, repent when we get to situations where we know we've done something wrong. And it's like, you know, because then what what happens if we're, you know, say we get into the sin, we're sitting there and God's like, God's not sitting there going, oh, you, you know, you screwed up uh, for the thousandth time and, you know, you're getting close to that 70 times seven. So, no, that, mm-hmm. if anyone, that's Satan. So, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. not God. So Yeah, that's good, man. Uh, yeah, thanks for saying yeah. that. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, um, all right. So, let's see. I believe we're on question uh, five, correct? Yeah. All right. Um, your journey as a husband, father of three, and the visionary behind Narrow Trail Ministries is undoubtedly multifaceted. How do these personal and professional dimensions uniquely intersect, guiding the distinct themes and messages you choose to amplify on Grizz Podcast? Uh, I would say whatever I'm learning as a Christ follower, as a man, as a husband, as a dad, as a friend, as a ministry leader, it's most likely going to make its way into a podcast episode. Um, Whatever I'm learning through any of those different facets, uh, I'm probably journaling about Mm -hmm. and it'll make its way into some kind of content for the podcast. So nice. Nice. Okay. That's uh... Uh, the, the, you know, just being a dad, there's a lot of stuff to content to go over that, Always. right? You know, um, yep. my, my oldest is uh, 11 going on 16. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and uh, there's some days where I can get a attaboy out of her and other days she look seriously. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. But, yep. That's how it is, man. <laughs> I know all about yep, it. Yeah. So. That's um, and then on the inverse with the with sons, it's a whole different dynamic for sure too. It's like uh, and um, one thing I think that's really important about that is a lot of what I've heard from Vody Bachman. I talked about the importance of raising raising up boys to be men, uh, godly men, and you know um. And yeah, just following after God, because there's a lot of stuff in the world that's vying for their attention. And um, one of the things I think is really important as men growing up, not only to teach them what to expect, but to teach them because realistically speaking, every woman they see on the streets is going to be somebody's husband or is somebody's daughter. So it's going to be someone's yeah. wife. You, you know what I meant. Right. But, um, yeah, absolutely. That's a great point, man. Yeah. Yep. And we got to remind ourselves of that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So it's, uh, it's, and I wouldn't say I'm always the best of that, but I, I try, you know, <laughs> I try. So mm-hmm. that's good. Bud. Um, so the concept of keeping it real, is mentioned in a review. Can you share a moment from your personal life that you've openly discussed on the podcast, demonstrating transparency and authenticity and how it resonated with your audience? 
Yeah, it's kind of like I said earlier, uh, I've talked about my struggle with pornography and how it was destroying my fellowship with God, my marriage, my family, my ministry. Um, I had to be real vulnerable to do that. Uh, it's an embarrassing topic, but I talked openly about the steps I've taken in recovery, the things that I'm still having to keep in place in my life to help me not go back to having a secret life of sin. Uh, I've also talked openly about health struggles and even battles that I've had with could be something like anxiety, mm-hmm. depression, um, just helping guys understand, like, I don't have it all together. Mm-hmm. I'm far from it, but I am fighting to be a better man. That's why when guys will say he keeps it real, um, that's what they mean mm-hmm. by that is they pick up that I'm not trying to act like I have it all together and, um, I'm not portraying an image that uh, I'm the epitome of godliness. Mm. So, yeah, that's a a very valid point. Um, And I think we should strive for that uh, to be transparent, to be honest, uh, because, you know, sometimes I think people could look at a person and say, oh, they've got it all together. Like they're doing this or doing that. Like surely they're a better Christian than me. And it's like, no, buddy, <laughs> I'm, I'm a lowly, wretched sinner myself. I mean, it's just, you know, uh, I, I, I win some, I lose some. And some days I'm more, uh, more at peace than others. <laughs> so, you mm-hmm. know, um, but yeah, it's, it, oh yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, it's, a um, and sometimes I think we as guys fall into that category of comparison. You know, um, mm. we look at our life and we look at their life, but their life is just as wretched as our life. And, you know, it's like, mm. um, but, it, you know, it, the comparison game is not a game we should play. I'll say that because we could easily mm. be miserable if we did that. So I agree. You know, um that's good yeah yeah it's uh it is um it's a valid valid thing for sure and um yeah we should you know even though it's easier said than done i think we should strive to be better today than we were yesterday because that's all we really can do right is you know just um you know yesterday i failed or or three days in a row I failed. Tomorrow will be my day. Yeah. So. Uh, yep. So. Yeah. The biggest person you need to be uh, comparing yourself to is the man in the mirror. Yep. And I try to encourage guys, even not just spiritually, but mentally and even with physical fitness, uh, be better than you were yesterday. Be better than you were the day before learn from your mistakes. How can you improve yourself today? Don't worry about the guy beside you, behind you, in front of you. Uh, Just worry about the man in the mirror and focus on that. That's what I'm trying to do. That's all we can do, really. So, you know, it's it's, it's good. Um, uh, So your podcast is described as inspirational for personal growth. How do you envision the Briz podcast serving as a tool for personal development? And what impact do you hope it has on the lives of your listeners? Mm, that's good. 
Uh, <laughs> man, I just feel like if I'm learning, if I'm growing, if I'm transforming, then I'm going to share what's helping me. Mm. Um, and that has a way of helping other men do the same. Like I'm working on an upcoming episode on uh, the importance of planning mm -hmm. and having a planner system, whether you use digital or you use a paper planner. And so some guys may say, well, that doesn't sound super spiritual, mm -hmm. but it really is super spiritual. If you look at passages like Ephesians 5, 15 through 17, where God talks about make the most of your time, mm -hmm. redeem the time, don't waste your time. And so a lot of guys don't have any kind of a planner system. They don't use a calendar. They don't have to-do lists. They don't have goals, things set, and they need to. And so these are things I'm implementing, learning that are helping me. So all I'll do is take that and share with the guys. This is what I'm doing. It helps me. You need to have some sort of a thing. So I'm constantly just trying to... Uh, let my life, the things I'm learning, motivate men to be better men, better husbands, fathers, mm -hmm. friends, better pastors. Uh, sometimes I feel like a colossal failure, but I tell guys that and it helps them know that they aren't alone mm -hmm. when they feel that way. Because if you're really trying to be a good Christ follower and you're trying to be a good husband mm -hmm. and a good dad, or if you're trying to be a good pastor, whatever, you're going to feel like a failure a lot of times. That's just how it is. And guys need to know, like, we all feel that way many times. You're, you're not alone. Uh, marriage is incredibly humbling. Uh, parenting is even more humbling. You, you, you do a lot of things right, and you'll see some good results. But then there's times you're just like, man, I didn't do that right. Mm -hmm. And your, your kids will humble you for sure. Uh, so... I'm just trying to share those things along the way. Man. Yeah. And um, what a wealth of insight that is for sure. Because I'll tell you right off the bat, my wife is uh, can be brutally honest with me at times. And sometimes I'm not ready to hear it, but it's still sound advice. Mm -hmm. You know, well, that's a, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, she she really is. You know, she really is. Um, and, you know. Um, sometimes I feel like, how did I get here? How did, how, how am I married? You know, how, like, but it's the way things worked out. It, I mean, it could only be from God that it worked out the way it is because I met her online. We got, we were mm. conversating. I met her on eHarmony. We we're talking back and forth. I came up for the summer. The year I met her, I stayed at her parents, and we have really we've hit some snags in the road for sure. But but oh man, mm. I'll tell you, she is a very strong, and um, you know to poke fun at myself a little, she's she's dealt with me at times too. So you know, she, <laughs> God bless her. <laughs> so yeah. That's good. I feel like many guys are, uh, they don't realize in their singleness how incomplete they mm. are. And then you come into marriage and the the proper biblical term <coughs> is not that your wife is a, is a helpmate. It's more of a completer. That's the mm. true Hebrew mm. word is what it's saying. And uh, you don't realize how much you're lacking. And she brings things to your life mm. to help you become a better man. And one of those things is uh, she's going to call you out. 
she sees the real you. You can portray yourself any way you want on stage. You can portray yourself on social media, on your podcast, whatever you do, your YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. She knows the real you. Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully, if uh, she's walking with God, she points it out in the right oh, way. Oh, definitely. And her goal, her goal is to help you. So my wife does the same, man. I've eaten a lot of humble <laughs> pie from... Yep. Just from my wife, just when she brings, when she'll bring things up um, and she, uh, she'll just say, this is uh, an area you've got to yep. work on. And sometimes she has said, Hey, the way you're talking to me, you would never talk to somebody uh, in your ministry mm -hmm. like that. And I'm like, you're right. I, I would be more respectful, more gentle. And that's good. That's good. Yeah, I need that. no, for sure. Um, which goes to the mirror of having a good godly woman behind us, right? Because what's that? Uh, what's that meme that's like behind every every uh, strong man? There's an even stronger woman or something. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, and in my marriage, it's absolutely true. Um, I guess I used to be embarrassed of this, but my wife is a lot stronger than me in a lot of ways, and she's more disciplined than me. Uh, she's a self-starter. She's a go-getter. She charges right into the day. She's up earlier than me. Sometimes she's the one that wakes me up and I'm like, uh, and I'm not a morning yeah. person. Uh, she, she's just a driven woman. She has a joy about her when she comes into a room. I feel like the room mm. is better because of her, um, uh, people sense something. And, uh, I was, an ass sometimes for many years of my marriage and didn't recognize that and praise her for that. But that's good, man. That's who she is. So, uh, sounds like he got a good one too. So yeah, she's all, awesome. that's good. That's good. I, I am, I'm realizing as time goes on that, uh, this marriage, this thing called marriage, it's, um, sometimes they say like 50, 50 or whatever, but honestly it's a hundred, a hundred. So, so, yeah, that's right. I had a mild youth pastor told me that one time. I said, what's the secret to a good marriage? And he said, die <laughs> to self. And he said, it's not 50, 50, both of you really got to be dying mm -hmm. to self. Yeah, so. no, it's, it's good. Uh, I just, I, and I'm, I'm like you, I'm learning a lot of this stuff every day. And uh, some days I, it's funny cause I, um, on my podcast when I'm meeting people trying to set up like interviews, I, sometimes I feel like people are looking at me like, oh, wow, this, this guy's got it all together. And then I'm home and my wife's in. She's like, um, did you remember to do the dishes? Or did you? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> um, no. Yeah. So, but. Yeah. That's good, man. If our Christianity is not working at home, then we shouldn't try to export it. I think it was D.L. Moody who said that. So. It's convicting. Uh, nobody does it perfect, but our wife and kids should be able to say, like, my dad or my husband, he's definitely trying to walk with God. He's trying. I, I see something different. Uh, is he perfect? No. But that's what we got to be. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so, all right. So question eight. The reviews also mention your commitment to biblically sound teachings can you share your process for ensuring that the topics and discussions on the Grizz podcast align with sound biblical doctrine and principles? 
Yeah, I'm always working at that. Uh, scripture is authoritative. It's God's word. And I don't ever want to put anything above it. I want to exalt it as authoritative in my own life, but also in my teaching, podcasting, and writing. Uh, I have to stay a man of the word. That means every single day I've got to get into the Bible and I've got to get the Bible in me. Uh, I cannot get away from the book. And so I'm often praying, Lord, guide me uh, as I prepare this con this podcast content. I want it to be grounded in your word. I want it to be true. I want it to be right. I want it to be beneficial. I want it to guide, encourage, and equip the guys. I want it to point to you ultimately. Uh, help me, I'll pray, God, help me to say the right thing, but also help me to say it in the right way. That's another crucial thing a lot of Christians don't get. They'll say, I said the truth. I, I said the right thing, <laughs> but you didn't say it in the right way. Right. And that's very, very important, you know, how we handle truth, um, how we come across the right way. And I don't always yep. do it right. So mm -hmm. I'm praying for that. So, but yeah, man, that's, that's a compliment when guys say, hey, it's sound biblical teaching. And some of those reviews are coming from pastors that listen mm -hmm. and they'll tell me that. And when they tell me that, I'm just like, man, that that's an honor. That's what yeah. I want. But it's an honor that I also like. It's humbling because I want mm -hmm. it. I want it to stay that way. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get off track. <clears throat> that is, uh, it's a difficult one, you know. Uh, so, that an, an imagery just popped in my brain with that what you're just saying. So it's almost mm -hmm. like we're on the road. We're driving down the road. We can't mm -hmm. take our hands off the wheel because the natural progression of the vehicle is to veer this way or veer that way. If mm -hmm. we have our hands on the steering wheel. We're going straight forward, rock steady, going like the direction we should be driving cautiously and safely. Um, and, uh, you know, it's interesting because someone told me years ago, we were, I was in a, a teaching and they said, so you can say the same thing and have it mean two different things. So you could say to somebody, nice job, John. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, they'll take it that one way. Or you could say, mm -hmm. oh, nice job, John. Yeah. 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 And two completely different feels of how, like, how it's meant and how it's in uh, the idea. So, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Tonality and how we say it matters big time. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's why I love um... – I've always wanted to write, become a better writer, write a book. But one thing that books lack, unless you do like an audio book, is they lack that tone, that expression. Yep. And where you can kind of tell, man, I can hear that guy's heart. Uh, mm -hmm. That's hard to get across just with written word. And so I love podcasting because they're hearing my voice tone and um, my emotions are coming through. If I'm down, they hear it. If I'm sad, if they hear a quiver in my voice because I'm I'm a little bit worked up emotional over a topic or something. If they hear an excitement, all of that can come through. So I really enjoy podcasting for that. Uh, mm -hmm. In many ways, uh, I think that the best thing I could leave behind is a lot of uh, uh, audio, mm -hmm. you know, rather than just the written word, because you're not just going to hear the, you're not just going to read words. You're going to hear him. Mm -hmm. So, and that's one of the beauties of our day with technology, you know, that that stuff can, uh, 
be available for generations to come, hopefully. For sure, for sure. And I can relate to the podcast because before I started my podcast, I actually started it at the start of the school year. But before that, uh, it was just my written content, uh, my publication on Substack. And um, I continue to write as a freelance writer through a uh, digital newspaper I work with. But Mm -hmm. before that, I had like, so I created a separate Substack just for my podcast. But my Mm -hmm. Substack that I had before was um, solely my writing. And I would pour hours into my writing, researching, making sure it was accurate, making sure it was like on point, that it was engaging. Mm -hmm. And then I had multiple people that were like, you know, your content's really good. I like it. I like what you're doing. We just don't have the time to read it, you know? Mm. And I was like, like, if you had something like audio wise, and I would be all for that. So uh, I was like, oh, okay, well, Hubstack offers a podcast. So, but interesting. Um, yeah, but uh, that's where I, that's where I started with actually my, <laughs> My brand, Coffee on the Couch, started in 2016 as just a little blog that like to get my thoughts out, and I've just carried the name throughout the years. So that's good. That's usually how it is, man. Yeah. <laughs> and yep. sometimes you're gonna do things, and you're gonna feel like, well, I might be the only one listening or reading this. <laughs> but yeah. if uh, if that's if that's your thing, man, if that's what makes your heart come alive, then do it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it is. I mean, I enjoy it. I I enjoy it. it uh, uh, I've kind of pulled back on the writing, except for like writing with the digital newspaper, but um, not because I don't like it, just because I would put hours into articles and then people would barely get halfway through it. And I'm like, okay, I like what I'm doing, but like, um, yeah, for the regard of what I'm trying to do, like mm-hmm. I, I can get, I can do a better job with my writing in a platform where it's going to be, it's going to get the the results that I'm looking for. I like writing. I actually, I uh, write a, quite a bit. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it, it's those give and takes with work. You know, if you're, um, uh, you can write whatever you can create whatever and it's great and it'll be mm-hmm. there and uh, like it'll last for as long as the digital age lasts. But if your main objective with the writing is to garner some sort of wages, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with your podcast, unique, 80s theme featuring background music from shows like Knight Rider. How did this style come about and how do you believe it enhances the overall podcasting experience for your audience? Hmm, This is a great question. Uh, First of all, I was born in the 70s, grew up in the 80s, and I love just about everything 80s, music, movies, TV shows, cartoons, video games. I love the patriotism in America during the 80s. Uh, and many of my listeners also grew up in the 80s. So it's who I am. And I am really big on, I'm not trying to be somebody else. 
with mm-hmm. my podcast. Um, I want it to be very distinct. I'm not trying to be like any other podcast, Christian podcast out there, or to mm-hmm. sound like any other speaker. I'm trying to produce episodes that I would actually enjoy listening to. If I would not enjoy listening to it, like if I record and hear it and I go, that's boring, that sucked, <laughs> then I usually won't pu- uh, put it up. I won't post it. I'll delete it. Mm. Um, and I love to mix things up. I love to do bizarre things with music or sound effects. And I've had mm. people say, you know, why? And I'm like, well, why not? Uh, <laughs> right. Or I'll say, because because I can. Yeah. And it's my podcast. And if you don't yeah. like it, then there's 8 million other podcasts in the world to listen to. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah. You know, it is true. <laughs> I mean, and we can, we can say those things and full love, full grace, just like, hey, buddy, like, you don't have to listen to my podcast. No one's forcing you to. So, you know, mm-hmm. if you don't like it. <laughs> but, yep. uh, I had one person I went to college that uh, with, and they were like, so you should be doing this, that, and the other thing. I was like, look, honestly, this is the modus operandus of my podcast. This is the name of that. He goes, oh, like uh, when he read the email response, he unsubscribed. I'm like, okay, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. But, yeah, uh, there's always somebody like that. Yep. Yep. So, um. All right, last question. Yeah. As the founder of Narrow Trail Ministries, how do you integrate integrate how do you integrate there we go, your experiences and insights into the content and discussions on the podcast? How does your unique podcast style reflect the mission and vision of Narrow Trail Ministries? Mm. Uh, well, the mission of Narrow Trail is really simple. Uh, it's to help people navigate the right way on their journey through life. Mm. Uh, we guide, we encourage, and we equip. And Christian men are on a journey through life, and I'm on a journey through life. This life is not the final destination. We're just passing through, and our true home is on the other side. So as I'm climbing this narrow, difficult trail of following Christ, I share what I learn along the way. And that means I share the good, the bad, and the ugly, like we've talked about. Um, There's times I'm sharing about my doubts, my fears, my failures, uh, struggles. Uh, I journal a lot. And so much of what you hear on my podcast began as a simple journal entry of me just working through my own struggles or questions. And uh, the hard part is uh, sometimes I'm a bit of a perfectionist, and that can be a hindrance. Uh, because I want the episode to sound so perfect, so good, Mm -hmm. not just the content, but even uh, the sound and the transitions. And I'm working to develop the video content, and uh, I'm just a perfectionist with things, even the promotional graphics. So uh, (laughs) there's a a lot of things that get, get deleted, and some people would say, man, just put it out there. It doesn't have to be perfect. And I think that they're right. I think you just put it out there with the best that you can, but, um, I just want to do things with excellence, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, that's, that's, uh, it's good. It's, I mean, at the end of the day with our podcast, you know, it's like, um, I think of the idea, like if we, uh, if we went, like you said, if we wouldn't listen to it ourselves, you know, but, uh, um, no, that is a good point. I, I've had some, uh, 
with I've had to get over the hurdle a long time ago of listening to myself on like audio recordings. <laughs> so <laughs> yep, uh, yeah. A lot of times I hate listening to myself, but you got to get over it. Yep, yep. And there you have it, folks. A massive shout out and gratitude to the electrifying Jason George for gracing Coffee on the Couch with his unique blend of passion and 80s vibes. We hope you enjoyed this thrilling journey into the dynamic world of podcast and ministry, fueled by the coffee-fueled wisdom of our incredible guest. Remember to hit that subscribe button, share the caffeinated love, and stay tuned for more episodes that promise to keep you on the edge of your seat. This is Coffee on the Couch, where every sip is a journey, every conversation is an adventure, and every ministry story is worth savoring. Until next time, stay fueled, stay inspired, and keep making waves in your own success stories. We sure hope you've enjoyed listening to this engaging episode with Jason George. We sure have enjoyed having Jason on the show. As we come to a close ear, we're reminded of this truth. Everyone has a thorn in their side, but it doesn't have to be a physical thorn. It could actually be a number of things. As we say goodbye on this edition of Positive News for You, a special thanks to Chris from Coffee on the Couch for bringing a vibrant spirit to our platform with engaging conversations. We trust you relished the uplifting tales today and invite you to revisit our website for more inspirational content. Every positive story has the ability to illuminate our days and catalyze positive change. Until our paths cross again, stay uplifted and keep radiating those good vibes. Heartfelt thanks for joining us on this uplifting journey. Stay tuned for future episodes as we have a stellar lineup. Goodbye for now.